This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. It's been a little while since I've released an episode, but I am back. I'm ready to go with NFL season right around the corner. It's kind of crazy, but the NFL season is only about four weeks away at this point. Feels like it came really quick this year, which is a really good thing because, of course, football season is the best time of the year. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go. The podcast is back. Over these next four weeks leading up to the NFL season, I will be releasing a four-part NFL season preview, starting this week with an NFC conference preview. Next week, I'll do an AFC conference preview. Week three will be a season-long preview, playoff predictions, and individual awards. And then the fourth and final week of this series will be a week one preview. All four of these episodes, I will have some of my betting picks as well, some season over-under win total. some division winners, playoff predictions, and then week one we'll have some game lines as well. So a ton of stuff coming up, a lot of things to get to in these four episodes, breaking down the entire NFL season through a four-week, four-part preview series. All of that being said, let's now jump right into it with our NFC season preview in this episode. I will start with the NFC East, and the first team I will go to is the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I love the Cowboys this season. Dak is back, of course, after that terrible ankle injury from last season. He has his contract now. I think that's one less thing on his mind that he has to worry about. He should play with a little bit more confidence this season, so maybe he can clean up what's probably been his biggest weakness to this point, and that has been closing out games later into the fourth quarter. I think that their contract is going to help give him a little bit of confidence. Another year of experience always helps as well. Some time away due to the injury could help his mental game as well. I think he's coming back this year hungry, motivated. Remember, last year before he got hurt, he was on a record-setting pace. He was on pace to throw for almost 6,000 yards last season before going down. Now, he probably would not have kept that pace up for the entire season, but that's just an example of what a scorching hot start Dak Prescott was off to last year. I expect this season for him to pick up right where he left off. I think we can even see a better version of Dak Prescott this year than we ever have before. One of the things that can definitely help that as well is the addition of young breakout wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Lamb had a very impressive season in his rookie year last year, and he played majority of the season, of course, without Dak Prescott. What's interesting is when you look at CD's numbers from last year, his best games of the season were those first few games where he did have Dak Prescott at quarterback. In the short five games that Dak and Lamb played together, CD had over five receptions in all of those games. He had both of his 100-yard games in that five-game stretch, and he also had his only multi-touchdown game when playing with Dak Prescott. All those signs point to this being a really lethal connection moving forward. I think CD Lamb is going to have a huge year in the slot for the Cowboys, especially with the help of Cooper and Gallup on the outside. Definitely keep an eye on the Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb connection. I think it's going to be a very, very big one for this season. The other thing to remember about the Cowboys offense from last season is that the offensive line suffered a whole bunch of injuries. They will hopefully be healthy for this upcoming season, which is going to help them in every facet of the offense, especially Ezekiel Elliott in the running game. And then just, of course, giving Dak Prescott more time to throw as well. Remember, in 2019, the last full season with Dak Prescott, the Cowboys were the number one offense in the NFL. And with the addition of C.D. Lamb now, they could realistically be even better 
better than they were in 2019. So I love everything about this Cowboys offense right now and what they're doing. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they improved a little bit by drafting a very dynamic player out of Penn State in Micah Parsons. But the most important thing for me about this Cowboys defense was hiring defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to replace Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan was an absolute disaster as the defensive coordinator. The defense declined in almost every category with Mike Nolan taking over. I think going to Dan Quinn is an enormous upgrade. Quinn is, of course, a highly respected defensive coordinator. He found most of his success in Seattle. He was the defensive coordinator for the famous Legion of Boom defense over there in Seattle. He will now come over to Dallas, and I think that the defense is going to improve tremendously under Dan Quinn's guidance. So all of that being said, I love everything that the Cowboys did this offseason. I'm very optimistic about how good the Cowboys are going to be this year. Right now, their win total, their over-under for the season is only set at 9. I think that's too low for the Cowboys. I definitely like over 9 as a play for the Cowboys on the win total. And then another play that I like for the Cowboys as well is to win the NFC East division. That line right now you can get them at plus 130 to win the NFC East. I'll definitely take the plus money on that. So we have Cowboys over 9 wins and Cowboys to win the division at plus 130. As for the rest of the NFC East division, I think that the main competition for the Cowboys is going to be the Washington football team this year. They are the team that won the division last year, mostly because of their excellent defense. They do have one of the best defenses in the entire NFL, in particular their front seven and their edge rushers in Chase Young and Montez Sweat might be the best tandem pass rushers in the entire league. They get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. They play great defense. That defense keeps them in every single game and keeps them in striking distance for some of their skill players like Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. The biggest question mark about Washington is at the most important position, and that's at quarterback. They signed veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick this offseason. You never really know what you're going to get from Fitz. He's very up and down. When he's good, he can be very good, but when he's bad, he can be very bad also. So it'll be interesting to see how long Fitz keeps that job in Washington. He could keep it for the whole season. He could be out at some point and replaced by the youngster Taylor Heineke, who is completely unproven, hasn't really done much, but he did have a good postseason game last year against the Bucks. So again, big question marks at the quarterback position for Washington. Without a big answer there, it's hard for me to really believe in them too much, despite how good that defense is. Moving on now to the New York Giants. The Giants also last year played some very good defense, especially on the back end with cornerbacks like James Bradbury. New head coach Joe Judge brought in a new culture in New York. They play very tough, physical, hard-nosed type football. I think that did them pretty well last year. The Giants are a team that is improving. I don't really think that they're there yet. I think their defense can be pretty good again this year. Their offense, of course, gets a boost now with Saquon Barkley returning from injury. They also did sign star wide receiver Kenny Galladay. So they added some nice weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But for me, I'm just not a believer at all in Daniel Jones at quarterback. This is a make it or break it kind of year for Daniel Jones. I don't have really much faith in him at all. I don't think he's going to have a good season this year. So though the Giants are building a pretty good roster around Daniel Jones, I just don't think he's the guy at quarterback. I think this coming offseason, the big question about the Giants is who's going to be their next quarterback because I think they're going to realize this year that Daniel Jones is not the guy. The fourth and final team in the NFC East is the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, the Eagles are now in pretty much a full rebuild after trading away Carson Wentz this offseason. 
season. They're moving on to their younger quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who showed some promise at times last year. He showed a lot of promise when he was in college. He's a little bit undersized, but he definitely has a lot of skill and a lot of talent at the quarterback position. We will see what kind of a quarterback he can blossom into at the pro level. The Eagles are a little bit weak on the defensive side of the ball. They're also pretty weak at the offensive skill positions, but what they do have going for them is they do have a lot of young players. They're looking to emerge. They're looking to build a little bit. I consider the Eagles a rebuilding team this season, and what's more important, I think, for the Eagles this year than the wins and losses is the development of Jalen Hurts. They need to see what they have with him at the quarterback position. I think that is the number one thing for them, more so than wins and losses, as they continue their rebuild okay so that wraps up the nfc east now let's move on to the nfc north i will start with the green bay packers who are the defending champs of that division they are of course again the pretty big favorite to win it again now that the aaron Rodgers drama from this offseason seems to be over with now apparently this is going to be his last season in green bay we'll see if that's true or not he apparently wants out he's unhappy with the organization we'll just have to see in the future how that all plays itself out but he is back at camp now he said he is ready to go for this season as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback for the Packers they are always going to have a good chance to win they're always going to have a shot at making it to the Super Bowl even though it has been a very long time since Rodgers has gotten to a Super Bowl he keeps getting close he always makes the playoffs he always advances in the playoffs but he keeps coming up short for that Super Bowl appearance and ultimately that Super Bowl victory which he's looking to get a second one on his resume and has been trying for a long time now. Not taking anything away from Rodgers. He's a phenomenal quarterback. He's now a three-time MVP after winning the MVP last season. So he's still playing at the very top of his game. He's still one of the very best quarterbacks in the entire NFL and one of the great quarterbacks of all time. So we will see if he can get that monkey off his back this year. He really wants that second one, in my opinion, to be considered a truly legendary quarterback of the NFL I think you need to win multiple Super Bowls that's just my opinion as an example Drew Brees just retired this offseason he never got that second Super Bowl ring so as good as his statistics were and as great of a quarterback he was in my personal opinion legends of the game win more than one Super Bowl from the quarterback position so let's see if Rodgers can do that this year and put that on his very great resume that he's had to this point the Packers as a team they're pretty much the same team that they were last year for the most part. They didn't do a ton to really improve the roster, and I think that's probably where some of Rodgers' frustrations with the team are coming from, but he still does have his favorite target in Devontae Adams, one of the top wide receivers in football. He has Aaron Jones, who is a very capable running back, who just signed a big extension this offseason as well, and their defense is good, not great. It's a good enough defense considering how good Rodgers is and how good that offense is. So again, they're pretty much, as a whole, the same team that they were last year. They made it all the way to the conference championship game last year where they lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So with pretty much all their key pieces returning, we will see if Rodgers can lead them past that point this season. Next in the North Division, we have the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a very strange team. There's a lot of mixed opinions on how to feel about the Vikings heading into this year and even the last several years as well. I absolutely love their 
running back in Dalvin Cook. He is one of the very best in the NFL, and I think he has a great shot to win the rushing title this year. He came in second last year. Their entire offense goes through Dalvin Cook. They feed him the ball, and when he's running well, everything else clicks on the offensive side. They have a young superstar in Justin Jefferson, who had one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons of all time, to go along with veteran Adam Thielen on the other side. So they do have some good pieces on the offensive side. For me, the problem is still at quarterback. I've never been a believer in Kirk Cousins. I just don't think he's very good. He's not terrible, but he's not a guy that I feel elevates the team to another level. He's just another guy at quarterback, in my opinion. The Vikings did draft Kellen Mons as a quarterback, as more of a developmental kind of type of quarterback. I think he has a chance to be a good quarterback. I don't believe that he's going to play this season unless it gets completely lost for the Vikings and they're completely out of the playoff race, then maybe Mond could start some games later on. I think he's more of a possibility for next season. There is a chance that this could be the end of the run of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. We'll see what kind of a player Kellen Mond can develop into as he learns a little bit this year, but I do think he has a shot to be their future answer at quarterback, and time is definitely running short for Kirk Cousins. I think time is also running very short for head coach Mike Zimmer. This could very well, in my opinion, be the last season for Mike Zimmer in Minnesota. One of the main reasons is just how bad their defense has been recently, and Mike Zimmer is supposed to be a defensive specialist, a defensive guy. Their defense just continues to get worse, not better. I think that's a big knock on Zimmer because of the skill set and the specialty that he's supposed to bring to the team. So I do think that there's a very good chance that after this season, it will be the end of both Zimmer and Cousins in Minnesota. Moving on now to the Detroit Lions. Look, I don't have a whole lot to say about the Detroit Lions. I think that they're just an absolute disaster. I think that they have the worst roster in football from head to toe. It's between them and the Texans, but when you really look at the Lions position by position, they are a really bad team. They just traded away quarterback Matthew Stafford. Jared Goff will be starting in his first year for the Lions. I think we're going to see how bad Goff is. I think he's going to regress huge after going from that Sean McVay quarterback-friendly system with the Rams to this mess of a franchise in the Detroit Lions. I think it's going to be an awful year for the Lions this year. Awful year for Jared Goff. I think it's going to be a very tough year for new head coach Dan Campbell and this Detroit Lions team. But I guess what else is new, right? The Lions always seem to be bad. They're bad most years. They haven't been good in a while. Even when they had Stafford, at best they were a mediocre team. They were never a great team. They need a lot of help all the way across the board. There aren't many bright spots on this roster besides maybe running back DeAndre Swift, who could have a good year. But as a whole, I just think this team is very, very bad, arguably the worst team in football. Their over-under for the season is set very low. It's set at four and a half games, but I actually think that's even too high for how bad this team is. I definitely like the under on season wins for the Lions, under 4.5. The fourth and final team in the NFC North is a team that I really liked last year, and I really like again this year, and that is the Chicago Bears. I actually like them even more this season than I did last year, and that's because they drafted quarterback Justin Fields. I think that was 
an absolute steal at where they drafted him. In my opinion, he was the second best quarterback in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence. So it's still pretty crazy to me that he slipped all the way down to the Chicago Bears pick. I think that is awesome for their franchise. I think they got themselves a really good quarterback in fields. It's still unsure whether he's going to start from week one or if Andy Dalton is going to be the initial starter, then Fields would likely take over the job at some point. Either way, I think when Fields does get his shot to play, I think he's going to be very impressive. He's been a winner at the high school level. He was a big winner at the college level. He's a two-time Big Ten player of the year at college. He led Ohio State to the postseason in both seasons that he started for them, and he even beat Trevor Lawrence and Clemson in the playoffs last year. So there's a lot to like about his resume. There's a lot to like about his game with how good of an athlete he is. He is a true dual threat. He has a great deep ball. He runs the ball very well and very smartly. He's a smart player. He's an ultimate competitor. I like everything about Justin Fields. And again, I think it was an absolute steal for the Bears to be able to get him where they got him. Now remember, the Bears did find their way into the playoffs last season, despite having some of the worst quarterback play in the entire NFL between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. The quarterback position was an absolute mess. And again, they still found their way into the playoffs. I think when Fields comes in, that's a huge upgrade at quarterback over both Foles and Trubisky, as well as the new addition of Dalton. I think Fields is a better option than any of those three. I think he gives them their best opportunity to win now. If I'm Chicago, I'm starting him from week one. But even if they don't, it has to be sooner rather than later because I think this team with Fields has a real chance to make some noise, make the playoffs again, and see where it goes from there. They have a very good defense, one of the better defenses in the NFL. Statistically, they weren't quite there last year, but I think a lot of that was because of that poor quarterback play that I talked about. Their offense was not able to hold the ball for very long. They were the worst team in the entire NFL on third downs, so their defense was on the field all the time. That hurt some of their statistics, so don't let that fool you. This is still one of the best defenses in the NFL. And then on the offensive side of the ball, they still have superstar wide receiver Allen Robinson. They have a young up-and-comer in Darnell Mooney. And then at running back, David Montgomery really had a breakout season last year, so he should be very good again this season, I would think, now that he's broken out. I think he could continue to improve as well. I like a lot about this Chicago Bears team. I like them a lot more than most people do. Again, I like them last year, and I like them even more this year. Their over-under for the season is set at 7.5 right now. I absolutely love the over on that number. That's one of my favorite plays all around in terms of preseason picks. I have the Bears over 7.5 wins. Okay, now that we've wrapped up the NFC North, we will jump down to the NFC South. I'll start with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's nothing not to like about Tampa Bay heading into this season. They're pretty much returning their entire Super Bowl roster and coaching staff from last year, the team that won the Super Bowl. On offense, Tom Brady still playing quarterback. They still have Evans, Godwin, and Brown playing receiver. Gronk at tight end. Fournette and Rojo at running back. It's basically the exact same team. Same thing can be said about the defensive side of the ball. They're pretty much bringing back everyone. They are going to look to repeat. They didn't feel like they really needed to change anything because they did win the Super Bowl. And after another year with Tom Brady at quarterback, the chemistry they would assume is even going to get a little bit better. They think they can be a better team this year than they 
were last year. It's hard to argue against that. I think that they are the clear and easy favorite to win this NFC South division. I'm not going to make it a betting play because I don't like the value of the line. The line's at minus 200 right now. That's a little bit of steep juice for a division winner betting pick just because you never know. Like, let's say Brady gets injured or something catastrophic happens to the team. The value's just not there. So I'm going to pass on that minus 200 line, though I do think that the Bucs are going to win this division pretty easily. But the play that I will make on the Tampa Bay Bucks is for their season total. Right now, their line is at 12. That's a pretty big number, but 12 and 5, I think, is a record that the Bucs can beat this year, considering their roster, considering their schedule, considering the NFC South is a little bit of a weaker division this year. We will go over 12 wins for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, after the Bucs, the rest of this division is pretty up in the air. A lot of these teams are going through a lot of changes now. Moving on now to the New Orleans Saints. I mentioned before that Drew Brees did retire this offseason, so it's a brand new era now in New Orleans. I personally think that head coach Sean Payton, not to say that he's happy that Drew Brees retired, but I think that he's excited about this new opportunity to get his creative juices flowing again, redesign this entire offense, do things differently than he's done before. I think this could be a little bit of a spark and motivation for Sean Payton this season. I think he's excited to prove once again how much of a genius he is on the offensive side of the ball. Now with this new challenge in front of him without Drew Brees, we're not sure who's going to be the starting quarterback from week one. I think that it's going to be Jameis Winston. It could still be super utility player Taysom Hill. We'll see how that plays out. Again, I'm predicting that it's going to be Winston and Taysom will continue to play the same type of role that he always has, just maybe in a little bit more of an increased fashion. The Saints do still have Alvin Kamara at running back. He is one of the very best in the entire NFL. He's top five easily, probably top three. And then they have Michael Thomas at receiver as well. So they do have some decent weapons on the offensive side. Again, I'm just excited to see what Sean Payton does in a brand new scheme with the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees, who's been there forever. So it's going to be interesting to see how that looks. Defensively, this is still a very good defensive football team. So I think that the Saints do still have a shot to be a good team this year. I think they're going to compete for a playoff spot. The big question is, of course, what's going to happen at quarterback? What's it going to look like? Who's it going to be? How's that all going to play itself out? We'll see what Sean Payton comes up with this year. Next up is the Atlanta Falcons. They are a team that is in a rebuild of themselves, especially after trading away longtime superstar wide receiver Julio Jones this offseason to the Tennessee Titans. The Falcons also brought in a brand new head coach in Arthur Smith. He is a young and exciting offensive-minded style of coach. I think he has a possible very good future as a head coach. I don't necessarily think that they're going to be very good this year. I think it's going to be a work in progress. It's going to be a process. I think that the time for Matt Ryan as the starting quarterback in Atlanta is definitely coming to an end very soon. This could be the last year that he is their quarterback. If not this year, it is going to be soon. Now that Arthur Smith is the head coach, I think he's going to want to draft a quarterback of his own. After this season, in next year's draft, a young and exciting quarterback to go along with a young and exciting coach. They have some weapons on offense still, despite losing Julio Jones. They have Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. They just drafted Kyle Pitts, who is one of the best tight end prospects that we've ever seen. He is a super versatile guy. He's a lot like Darren Waller of the Raiders, but maybe even more athletic than that. There's a lot to like about Pitts. 
Their defense needs an overhaul, in my opinion. This defense is very, very bad. They need a lot of work. So again, I think that the Falcons are a rebuilding team. They have some pieces to like. I think they have a long way to go. But now that Julio Jones is gone from Atlanta, I think it's pretty safe to say that the Matt Ryan era is definitely coming to an end very soon, especially with Arthur Smith taking over control. The final team in the NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have been working on a little bit of a rebuild of their own over the last couple of years. In particular, they need to continue to build their defensive side of the ball where they have struggled. They've committed to it in the draft. They've been drafting defensive players. They are trying to get better on that side of the ball. So while they are improving, I don't think that they are quite there yet. Their offense is very interesting because they are getting superstar Christian McCaffrey back this year. He missed pretty much all of last year with an injury injuries, so they'll be happy to have him back. Head coach Matt Rule, and in particular, offensive coordinator Joe Brady, I think are going to have a lot of fun finding ways to use Christian McCaffrey. Joe Brady is one of the most brilliant, young offensive minds in the entire NFL. It's likely that he's going to get a head coaching job at some point. He is still very, very young, but again, he is so brilliant on the offensive side of the ball, and I think it's going to be really fun to see creative ways that he finds to use Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore and the rest of this Panthers offense. The question for the Panthers is at quarterback. They have been looking for their answer there. They traded for Sam Darnold this offseason who of course struggled with the New York Jets. They believe that the change of scenery will unlock his potential and that he can be a much better quarterback in Carolina than he was in New York. We will see if that's the case. So again, the Panthers have been working on a rebuild of their own. I think that they can be a mediocre team this year. Not a bad team not a great team with their young coach with their young offensive coordinator with a lot of the young pieces that they've been building with I think that the Panthers are well on their way to being a good team soon I just don't quite think that this is the year maybe next year the Panthers will be a team to keep an eye on Okay, so now let's move on to our fourth and final division. That is, of course, the NFC West. This, I think, is the best division right now. That is a very, very competitive division. I think all four of these teams are very good teams. All four of these teams have aspirations to make the playoffs this season, and all four of them believe that they can win this division. So this, from top to bottom, when you consider all four teams in it, this is the most competitive and probably the best division in the NFL right now. Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. They had a very disappointing season last year where they only had six wins. They went six and ten after the previous year when they made it all the way to the Super Bowl before losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of their struggles last season were injury related. In particular, quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo missed almost the entire season again with injury. That's kind of been the unfortunate story of his career so far. He just can't seem to stay healthy. The only season where he was healthy for a full season was back in 2019, where like I just said, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So it's not a lack of how good Jimmy Garoppolo is. I don't think he's an excellent quarterback. I think he's an okay quarterback. His biggest issue has definitely been his health. And because of that, the 49ers were aggressive this last offseason. They traded all the way up to the third pick in the NFL draft so that they could take their quarterback of the future in Trey Lance. It's uncertain at this point, whether it's going to be Jimmy G starting week one, or if it is going to be Trey Lance from the start. If it is Jimmy G, it's going to be interesting to see how short his leash is when they would take the starting job away from him and give it to Lance. I think a lot of it's just going to depend on play. I think this is a true quarterback competition.
situation right now. I'm not sure how it's going to play out. I do think that Trey Lance is going to be better than Jimmy G at some point, but he did play against very weak competition in college. He was not playing the best teams at all. He comes from North Dakota State, so I think there is going to be some developmental time for him to get his game up to speed of the NFL level. He has all the talent in the world. He is a super athlete, and he put up insane stat lines while he was in college, but again, it wasn't against the best competition, so I think Trey Lance needs some time to grow, but I think he has a real shot, especially with head coach Kyle Shanahan and his creative quarterback-friendly style of offense. I think Lance has a real chance to succeed at some point. I'm just not sure whether it's going to be this year, and if it is this year, when that time's going to come where he gets the ball from Jimmy Garoppolo. But again, this team made it to the Super Bowl in 2019. They're only one season removed from that. It seems like a lot of people are sleeping on the 49ers right now. I think that they are a very good team. They had a ton of injuries on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball last year. As long as they can all get back to full health this season, which there's no reason to think that they can't. I think that the 49ers are going to be a very competitive team this year. They have a good chance to win this division. They have a good chance to make some noise in the playoffs if they get there. This is a very, very good team that I think some people have forgot about how good they were back in 2019. They were both a top five offense and a top five defense when everybody was healthy, one of the most dominant teams in the entire NFL. They had no weaknesses that year. They were top 10 in pretty much every statistical category that there is. They will be looking to return to that form this season. And as an example of how I think some people are sleeping on the San Francisco 49ers, is their win total this season. Their over-under is set at 10.5. I think that's a little bit low. I do like over 10.5 for 49ers win this season as they get everybody healthy and look to get back to the 2019 form as opposed to the very injured version of themselves in 2020. So over 10 and a half wins for the 49ers. Moving on now to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals last season were very, very good for the first half of the year. They really fell off late in the season. They looked like a team that was really on their way to making a playoff run. They got cold as the season went on and they unfortunately just missed out on the playoffs. It was a disappointing end to a pretty good season for the Cardinals last year. Some of that can be due to the fact that it came out later that quarterback Kyler Murray was playing injured for a lot of that later part of the season. That is why he ran the ball a lot less during that later stretch run than he did earlier in the year. That's really what makes Kyler Murray such a special player is his ability to run the ball. He's so quick and so fast around the outside. The defense has to respect it. When you have to respect his legs like you do, it opens up the extra passing lanes for him. The fact that he was limited athletically during some of those later games could possibly be the reason why the Cardinals didn't look as good later in the season as they did earlier in the year. We will see this season if that was the case. Kyler gets his chance to bounce back and continue what has been so far a very good start to his career. I think the offense 100% is going to be reliant on his abilities. Though he does have other good weapons around him, it's really all on Kyler Murray in my opinion when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals offense. Their defense is one that is improving. It's still not a very good defense. They have been working on improving on that side of the ball. But as a whole, for me, the Cardinals, it's all about Kyler Murray. If he can look like the version of himself or better, the early part of last season, the Cardinals are definitely going.
going to be a competitor to make a playoff run this year. They could even win this division if Kyler is playing his A-plus game. He is one of the most exciting young players in the entire NFL. He has sky-high potential. It's going to be very fun to watch what kind of a player he fully develops into when he does reach his peak. Next up in this division is the LA Rams. The LA Rams were one of the best all-around teams in the NFL last season. They had a top five offense and a top five defense for the majority of the year. They run the ball as good as any team in football and then Sean McVay's creative passing and play action attack is one of the better ones in the league as well. On defense, they're led by two of the best all-around defensive players in football and of course Aaron Donald on the defensive line who's an absolute animal and then Jalen Ramsey at cornerback who's one of the very best in the business also. So again, this is a well-balanced, well-rounded team. The big move that they made this offseason is they got rid of quarterback Jared Goff. They traded him to the Lions for Matthew Stafford. They believe that this is a huge upgrade at the quarterback position. Sean McVay has been close to making that Super Bowl run. He did make it to one Super Bowl where he, of course, lost to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They haven't been able to get back there since. He believes that with this upgrade at quarterback from Goff to Stafford, that it will help get the Rams over the hump. They will go from being a very well-balanced and great team to an absolutely dominant team, in their opinion. Look, I do agree that Stafford is an upgrade at quarterback from Goff. I don't necessarily know how much better that is going to make the Rams as a whole. Is it going to get them maybe one or two extra wins? Sure, but when you really look at Stafford's career, he's put up some very good numbers in his career career, but he's never really been what much of a winner. I know it's been in Detroit with the Lions. It's very hard to win on the Lions when they don't surround you with a lot of great talent. But again, I do know that Stafford makes this Rams team a better team. I'm just not sure how much better. If that's really the missing piece, if Stafford's really the guy that's going to take them over the hump and into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl like LA believes that he can be. It'll be interesting to see how that plays itself out. Again, I think the Rams are better. How much better? I'm not sure. Okay, so now let's move on to our final team, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. Look, I think a lot of people are underappreciating how good the Seahawks really were last season. They were 12-4. and They won the NFC West, which is one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. For a majority of the season, especially earlier, Russell Wilson was playing like the absolute MVP of the league. He was a clear front runner for that award. He was playing absolutely phenomenally, and it's not that his play dropped off later in the year, it's that the Seahawks changed their offensive philosophy and offensive scheme to kind of take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hand as much as it was. I think that was a huge mistake on Seattle's part. I think that they realized that also. I think that this season they are going to get back to the early version of last year's Seahawks rather than the late version. Russell Wilson is an absolute superstar. He is easily a top five quarterback in the NFL. He might even be a top three quarterback in the NFL. When he's going, he's just as good as anybody. He can make all the throws. He makes plays with his legs. He is excellent in the fourth quarter. He's great in close games. He is as clutch as they come in big situations. I think the Seahawks need to get back to giving Russ the ball and letting Russ do his thing. I think that they are going to do that. And if they do, the Seahawks are going to have a huge season this year. And as long as they really let Russ do his thing, I think that they
they can even be a Super Bowl contender. They have a very good rushing game behind them with Chris Carson, as long as Carson can stay healthy. And then on the outside, he has two great receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Russ and Lockett have shown elite chemistry together. They're so good together on third down. Lockett knows exactly where Russ wants him to be, and he's there every time. And then DK Metcalf really has the potential to blossom into an absolute superstar at the wide receiver position. He has all of the physical tools. He just needs to sharpen up on some of the fundamentals a little bit and really maybe improve on that mental side of the game a bit as well. But again, all of the physical dominating tools are there. And with a guy like Russell Wilson getting the ball to him, the sky is the absolute limit for what DK Metcalf can develop as a player. I think he has potential and I think he is going to be an absolute elite superstar and one of the very best receivers in the entire NFL. But most importantly, because of how much of a believer I am in Russell Wilson, and because I do think that the organization realizes that they made a mistake by not letting Russ continue to be Russ, I think that they will fix that mistake this year. I expect an absolutely enormous season out of Russell Wilson. I expect the Seahawks to be very good. I am actually picking the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West division. You can get a very good price on this right now. The line is at plus 275. I absolutely love that value. I'm going with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks at plus 275 to win the NFC West. Okay, so that wraps up the entire NFC conference. I covered all four of the divisions. I touched on all 16 teams. Just as a quick recap for the betting picks that I made throughout this episode, we had five win total plays. I had the Cowboys over nine, the Lions under 4.5, the Bears over 7.5, the Bucks over 12, and the 49ers over 10.5. And then I also made two division winner plays plays as well. I took the Cowboys to win the NFC East at plus 130 and the Seahawks to win the NFC West at plus 275. That wraps up everything I have for this episode of the podcast. It feels good to be back and releasing new episodes. It feels even better that the NFL season is only less than a month away at this point. I hope you come back and join me for the other three episodes in this NFL season preview series. I will be back next week with my AFC conference preview. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thank you for listening.